0: Social media is all around us and is a valuable tool for spreading knowledge, influencing others, and creating awareness. Today we will learn from Toronto-born Christina Andaya and how she uses social media to create community and share about her own MS journey. Christina is a spokesperson for MS Canada and recently was a panelist for the So This Is MS conference in Toronto. Christina acquired her master's in sociology from York University and even competed in 2019 in the Miss Galaxy beauty pageant. So are you ready to get social with Christina? So welcome to the MS Gym Podcast. I'm really excited for my guest today. I actually met her when I attended So This Is MS event in Toronto. It was a really exciting event because all the kind of the social media influencers got together and shared about their own journey sharing their life with with chronic illness with MS. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to...
1: Hey everyone, I'm Christina and your favourite MS fighting beauty queen, all the way from Toronto, Canada. Awesome.
0: Awesome. So can you tell us, obviously this is the MS Gym Podcast, can you tell yes. us a bit about where your life was and how MS kind of showed up?
1: Oh yeah, so in terms of my origin story, we can start with that. Sure, so- that's great. Yeah, so it began seven years ago, surprisingly, I still can't believe it has been seven years. But essentially, I started to have tinnitus ringing in my ears. And then after getting a couple of hearing tests from my ears, nose and throat doctor, he indicated that my hearing was fine. It was perfect. But the thing is, he wanted to get an MRI just to ensure. And then out of nowhere, that's when I found out that I got lesions. 10 brain lesions uh, found in small ones in my MRI, in my brain and a few in my spinal cord. So I had to go take another MRI just to ensure that it's not the worst, say like a tumor or anything worse than that. And luckily that's been cleared. So afterwards, after seeing a couple of neurologists, I was referred to my neurologist at St. Michael's Hospital. And I've been going there ever since.
0: Okay so before this tinnitus came up looking back had you had any other signs that something might be going on
1: to be honest no and everybody was surprised because i was actually asymptomatic which is really weird and and after getting my diagnosis and after getting my two mri results my parents took the liberty to call everybody, all the relatives back in the Philippines and regarding my family history. And they said, no, one, not even my late grandparents have it. So I'm just like, great. So it's just me, myself and I okay. bring it.
0: Fair enough. So it was, it was really random, really out of the blue and certainly with no kind of family history now mm-hmm. is, is MS, because I know MS is so common in Canada, is in general, like, is MS really heard of in, like, the Philippines and some of your origin?
1: Mm, to be honest, no, and and it, if it was, it would be very rare, and to be honest, the, let's just say that the medical and socioeconomic uh, lifestyles comp- and the healthcare policies from here in Canada compared to the Philippines is very different because we're, especially in our province of Ontario, where our I'm able to get a uh, MRI with ease. It's just that their healthcare back in the Philippines—it's just like the United States. It's kind of like pay at pay to use that type of energy. Okay, okay,
0: fair enough. So you said everything kind of started seven years ago, and obviously, because it's a podcast, you can't see how young and beautiful Christina is here. Um, but seven years ago, you would have been very young at that point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was twenty one when I got diagnosed. Actually, so
0: twenty one, high school is like a thing of the past. But obviously, either or either employment or secondary education, obviously, uh, a diagnosis of MS would definitely interrupt life at that point. What what was going on for you at that point?
1: So I so after this was after I completed my second year. Um, of my university studies at York.
0: What was your your course of study?
1: First I was there for my undergrad degree for interdisciplinary social science. You okay. can just in other words a very broad social sciences like how I would describe it. It took me 6 years two strikes in a covid virus for me to complete my undergrad. Now oh, wow. I yeah and then after the lockdown I came I came back in one year later in 2021 and then just recently it took me two years in the impasse for me to get my master's
0: oh wow okay master's that's quite uh that's quite an accomplishment
1: oh yes thank you yeah and especially when I like I knew from the get-go that the master's program in sociology was going to be very uh rough on me because due to uh my weak writing skills, I knew I had to power through in some way. And I'm very helpful for a supportive uh, faculty and administration to help to get me through to the finish line.
0: Okay, that's great. So, so we started out, you know, t- tinnitus, the diagnosis. How have things kind of transitioned in that point? Like, is there any new symptoms you've been having? Are you on any kind of uh, like treatments for your disease?
1: So over the span of 7 years I literally went going from asymptomatic encephalitis all the way down to experiencing like fatigue and more brain lesions in my MRI to a point of getting bit back pain and then eventually I started to take um tecfidera which is like a DMT type of oral pill if you will mm-hmm. and then during and then that lasted for a few years until until I reached to my, around my first year of my uh grad school, which was back in 2021. And sadly, I was crying when I found out my MRI results, when I found out mm. about this alone without my neurologist, which I don't recommend, by the way. No. And, oh, my
0: goodness. Oh,
1: no. Oh, I was crying a lot. And then next thing you know, I told my neurologist about it. So eventually she referred, she gave me um. Ocrevus. Now, uh, to be honest, as a disclaimer, I hate needles like mm-hmm. I I, I try to avoid them like the plague, but I have to do what I had to do. So she even like took the liberty to contact the disease um, specialist to ensure that given what my circumstances do I am, can I still take okravis do I have to take any kind of other needles prior to that say like shingles which I had to take and luckily it was all clear. And I have okay. all I have to do is just have to get like a uh, blood work done every certain amount of months before my ukravis. So okay. yeah, it worked out pretty well ever since. But lately, another new symptom, which I promise I will tell my neurologist, is um weakness in my thighs, and it's kind okay. of scary. Yeah, and it, and I'm just like, I sure hope ukravis is working. I just want to see how my new MRI goes. So mm-hmm. I don't want to overthink it.
0: Yeah, and you know, with MS, it's so easy to overthink
1: oh, everything. Yeah. You
0: can either go the one extreme—you can think everything is MS, or you can like kind of shrug it off and say this is no big deal, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's hard to know to stay in the middle of of that balance for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's very tricky, even still to this day. I'm I'm still learning about it and especially with a lot of MS spiders, especially with you, Jody. So it it's a lot. And I'm thankful that I'm surrounded by a loving community.
0: Mm-hmm. And and it is it's so amazing, like thinking about uh like being diagnosed around this time versus like 30 years ago when there was no drugs available for those that decided to pursue it there's not no options and there's certainly very little online and there's so much on social media so this brings me to the point how did you get involved in social media was was social media part of your life before your diagnosis or did it kind of spawn from sharing your own journey
1: well definitely well prior to ms i've always been on social media and which is not a problem it's just a matter of okay since i have ms do i share it with the world and what do i reveal um i share little increments um in the past when it came with ms and especially like in my early era of my diagnosis because i was asymptomatic i'm not sure what else to tell anybody but other than that i just share what I was comfortable with and everybody was very supportive.
0: For yourself Instagram is mostly what you post on. Um, oh yeah. What kind of gives you the inspiration like um, when you decided to start posting a little bit snippets you said of your MS journey Um, where did you kind of glean that information from like where did you Get did you see other per, perhaps MS warriors posting things and you thought okay I'm gonna start sharing this or yeah. what prompted things for you?
1: Yeah, it was definitely around around those areas. Definitely seeing fellow MS warriors just able to share their story so bravely and so and with such grace too. I'm just like I want to try because I'm not sure if they have ever seen a Filipina Canadian with MS and especially one who was diagnosed with asymptom- asymptomatically in the first place. So mm-hmm. I thought sharing my story online, why not? And the fact I was able to take a little, sometimes mention MS Canada mm-hmm. at the time when it, in its previous name and just like if they want to, and it was unexpected too. So it came about pretty beautifully.
0: Okay. Now, um, what is your connection? Like obviously it would be an honor for the the organization so this is ms to contact you um had you had previous conversations with them or did they just contact you out of the blue
1: oh yeah so they pretty much shoot their shot and slid to my dms that's all they ever did
0: (laughs) wow that's that's exciting and it's kind of a testament to obviously what the content that you're putting out on instagram that they they wanted to snag you so that's (laughs) fantastic
1: Yeah, I could definitely show, I try to bring a balance, kind of like a Hufflepuff that I am. I I can show them like the, like the highs and lows of MS, but I also want to show them my life beyond MS. And that's what I'm trying to share share to everybody.
0: And do you remember your first post in regards to maybe sharing a bit about your MS journey?
1: In terms of my MS journey, it was, it was probably having it was a selfie with with the disc containing the images of my second mri
0: how did it feel like the the difference between posting like a fun selfie picture versus this mri like the the feelings perhaps of vulnerability like of suddenly feeling somewhat exposed since social media is you know you don't really get to control your audience the same way like you're kind of putting everything out there how did that feel internally to you to kind of broadcast your business to the Uh, world basically
1: yeah i if anything i was i was worried about it for a second in terms of my diagnosis given and sharing it to the world given how how it's very medically related however i just figured why not just take it or leave it and i just leave it up for my audience or my followers to determine how they want to respond and and if they want to message me in any way, they're more than welcome to.
0: That's awesome. I imagine that the majority of the feedback you get is very helpful and people tell you that you're, you know, your story's encouraging and they, they don't feel alone.
1: Yeah, thank you. And for sure. And especially if they're like, they're wondering what is MS. And and after I explain it to them, I'm like, you don't look like you have MS. I'm like, thank you. But to be honest, I don't know what what it looks like. In mm-hmm. terms of what is MS supposed to look like because it varies. Our symptoms vary.
0: You're a panelist in the conference in this, so this is m s. what What message did you like were you envisioning or hoping to impart as you shared on the panel?
1: Because for me, being there, I hope, despite of my bubbly energy that that I also, despite of what what I look like on the outside, I do face my own battles, too. Mm. And each one varies. And in case of anybody wants to know how to like, how does one balance their life with MS, and especially with social media, I'm, I'm just there and willing to be there for it with an open mind and an open heart.
0: When you talk about, you know, social media and things like that, how do you how would you say, like, you say, okay, I, you know, what like looking back from where I was when I first started posting to now, like, how do you d- decide like success or you say, oh, okay, I've arrived now. Like, like, is it in your mind? Like, is this a certain number of followers you have or certain interactions that you have? Like what, what goals are you working towards that to create m- maybe more of a name for yourself on social media or to create more awareness?
1: Oh, that's a very good question. Oh man. um, In terms, well, in terms of followers, I are, like I already always wanted to get like 2,000 followers so luckily I already surpassed that not a while ago so that's not too bad it's just I guess in terms of engagements and awareness it's about on my end just being able to curate it and just able to put like special uh, captions and then with with hashtags and able to do my research to see what kind of medium that I would like to promote my brand or content whether it be like through through reels or through carousels and graphics it's just it it really it it bounces on and off kind of like with our symptoms so it I just go from there and wing it
0: things are so different in the MS community now the social media awareness and the ability to actually have a voice right like before you know a photographer was like a professional person but now anyone can be a photographer if you have a phone or anyone can share a post about anything like it's kind of like we all have opportunity to to get our voice out there what what would you say to someone that might uh be a little bit shy or maybe thinks that they don't have a story to share what would what would you say to encourage someone to kind of put themselves out there
1: so if they want to share their story first i want to say thank you because i know it is not easy you know what baby steps just do it at your own pace and then we're there guiding with you if you need anything
0: now there's something else at the at um the conference we went to um they introduced you and they they said that you are um, like a, a runner-up in the the Miss Galaxy and I'm like I have no idea what Miss Galaxy is so can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah so the last time I competed in the pageant was 2019 and it was for the Miss Galaxy Canada title I was second runner-up but essentially for for Miss Galaxy Canada essentially what it is is It's similar to Miss Universe, if you will, or the big international pageants. It's about like the about the glamour. It's about the fashion. But at the same time, it's about the philanthropy and able to give back to our community and being involved, which is so important. And that is, if anything, I tried to implement my story with MS with my title ring when I came back to compete in 2019.
0: If you could talk to the Christina. of seven years ago, what, what would you tell her when she was first diagnosed, when she got those MRI results and she had no one around? What, what would you tell Christina at that point?
1: I would just want to run up to her and hug her and tell her that it will be okay. Just take it a day at a time and make sure you're taking yourself first because you, you are a priority. And the words of our and I, our mother, health, is well, So it's very important.
0: Mm-hmm. Looking back seven years ago, could you have even imagined where you are now? That girl, could she have ever envisioned who you would be right now?
1: Oh, no. With, with the MS, absolutely not, especially with me developing amazing relationships with the MS community. I think it's great. Um, I would still be starstruck because I because it's a lot to take in and it's still a lot to take in for me. And especially when I'm collaborating with other organizations to those who want to hear more about my story, I'm just like, sweet, what do you want to do?
0: What does the next five years? I know we don't we don't know the future, but what in your in your mind, what possibilities do you see on the horizon for yourself?
1: stability because that's all I really want and if it includes having mini me's then god willing I am totally down for that
0: and what what kind of do you want to pursue further schooling or uh, perhaps a specific occupation
1: well I'm I'm all I'm retired from academia so in this case um like a public like a public sector job, like working for the city or for the province, would be nice. Otherwise, my passion relies on social media and marketing. And it's been two years since I've been doing that. And I hope to find some stability within that sector because if not, then that's ok. I have backups,
0: Christine, thank you so much um for talking to me today. I know this is just a snippet into into your life and your journey. But again, I'm going to put up in the show notes how people can connect with you and learn more about you. And hopefully next year, if the conference goes up again in Toronto, uh, we will see you again.
1: Absolutely. And thank you so much again for having me.
0: I hope that today's episode has encouraged you to find your own voice and share your own personal story through social media. Please check out our show notes to learn more about how you can connect with Christina.